0: You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Hey everyone and welcome to the Aaron Says What podcast. I am Aaron Weinbaum and today we have on Kirk... Moncrief. He is a financial analyst who left his lucrative career with a major corporation and turned his passion for Southwestern style barbecue into a business. And I am super psyched to talk to him because my brisket is a mess and he's going to help me fix it. So here we are. I'm going to try to call him right this second. Oh, it didn't work. What in the world is going on here? The second time this has happened to me today. All right, I am gonna contact him here offline. So hopefully, I am back with him instantaneously. Kirk, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, man. I think we got her figured out, man. I am. uh, I don't know if you have your video on or not, but I don't think I will sustain that. I gave a brief uh, introduction here, but if you don't mind. just tell me a little bit about yourself um, well where do I start <laughs> <laughs> well i I, I, I uh, may have mentioned that you left a lucrative job to pursue your passion which is uh, which is food and, and cooking and, and whatnot and uh, we I guess well how I found you was listening to Vidi Tortorich who we have both had the privilege of uh, being on his podcast you know, with the no sugar, no grains, which is, you know, basically gave me a new lease on life after putting on some weight. Uh, And then it's crazy how we hooked up because I literally just a few weeks before that was in a grocery store looking for some barbecue rubs. And the first thing on the ingredient list would be like wheat filler or, or this or that. And it just a total coincidence. I hear you on Vinny's show and I'm like, wow. (laughs) Well,
1: Actually, I did not leave. I went back to my lucrative career because my spice business hasn't taken off yet to support me. But oh, still, okay. But uh, I was—I am ba- I do have a day job. I'm a financial analyst for a healthcare company, and uh, I do this on the side. And it seems like now that I'm doing this on the side and the the pressure's off, it seems to be taking off. Like I think this is going to be a really big year now. Um, I got on Vinny, and I was able to talk to them. And I've, the ter- support I've gotten from all the NSNG people has re- actually been pretty tremendous. I'm kind of overwhelmed with how overwhelmed they are, how many orders they've made, and how many have reached out to me. I didn't realize
0: people were so desperate for something to put on to season their meat with. You know, <laughs> well, it's crazy. And like, the last time we, I mean, we communicated, it was ten orders, and that was like right after your podcast. So I assume you've had some more since then.
1: Yeah, I if I think if I it slowed down a little bit, but I'm still getting some Vinny coupons. I've uh, probably got well over to maybe 30 orders total. That's great since I did that podcast. But it's been really great because they're all writing back and telling me how great it was and that they really enjoyed it. And uh, so that's really that's really overwhelming. That's what I really like. But yeah, like you, I was listening to your podcast. your NSNG, and then I listened to your video, your interview with Vinny, and yeah. I was kind of like in the same boat. I just kept gaining weight, and I didn't know what to do. And I had tried the low-carb diet like 20 years ago when the Atkins thing was big, and I lost a bunch of weight, but I got off of it, and I slowly gained back weight ever since. So when I heard Vinny on Adam, I was like, I'm doing it. That's it.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I I did Atkins, too, or a version of it, but I never had the right amount of energy because it really didn't. Tell you to eat a bunch of vegetables for for carbs and whatnot, and didn't say anything about berries. And you know, I looked good, I didn't feel great, and uh I was you know a little more information. You need I was constipated all the time, whatnot. Now I I feel better now that I have it a long time, and and it just keeps going and going and going for me. And are are you sticking with it as well?
1: Yeah, I'm sticking with it. I I go off because I have don't have a lot of self control. I like to eat, but as soon as I as soon as I go off the next meal, I'm back to NSNG, so that I'm not wasting my, you know, blowing a whole day. And i uh, mean I'm at least not gaining. I'm probably down almost thirty pounds. That's great. And if I just hit the gym, I know I could lose the next twenty. And but I'm just, I'm busy and I'm tired. <laughs> I don't feel like going. I, I know, man.
0: That, it's it's an uh, issue, man. It's a game. I mean, it's like when can you go? You got this. You got work. You got kids. You got this. And uh, I, I'm with you, man. I, I do a lot better when I when I do the combination of the two. When I eat right and I exercise, you know. But it is what it is, man. At least if you're not going to do one, you can at least try to do the other, right?
1: Yeah, I think what I was doing wrong on the Atkins is I was eating a lot of sweetener. Yeah, I, I was eating a lot of Splenda. I was eating. I still like. I was making desserts. I was using a lot of Splenda. I was putting Splenda in my coffee. And I think just eating the sweet. Made me crave carbs more, and then like when I would eat some carbs, I would just kind of go like on a carb bender. Yep. And I don't feel like I'm doing that anymore. Like I like I'll eat some carbs and they taste good, and I'm like fine, but then I kind of feel like crap afterwards, so it kind of goes away. I I think that, and then you know, Vinny had some other things he said on another podcast about don't chew gum, don't eat mints, don't, you know, if you stop doing those things like chewing and eating all day, you're not going to be hungry, and right. sure enough, man, I did it, I quit chewing gum and eating mints all the time, and I'm not hungry all the time, like I'm, I eat, and then a cup I'm not even snacking as much as I used to, and I, you know, I feel great, but...
0: Yeah, you know, I, 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 I hear you, man. So far, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I have a wife, you know, who has, like, the greatest metabolism ever, and she, it's always like, uh, oh, one won't hurt. This will be fine. It's a holiday. It's an occasion. Every day is a freaking occasion. I got six kids. There's a birthday every day. There's something going on, you know what I mean? And uh, I just can't do it. I just tell her, you know, I, I'll if I want to splurge, I'll do it when I want to do it. And uh, it's just really tough because it's like being an addict, man, because you you know it, it starts off with just a little bread man ha, have a little bread and then, and then it just takes off and it, i just can't i, I don't have enough self control to uh, you know to to make it just minimal i just it's kind of all or nothing for me
1: right and I'm, i have that personality too that i just can't i'm not a moderation kind of
0: person <laughs> so yeah so instead of uh, instead of being big into sugars and grains i'm big into ordering like a douchebag at a restaurant
1: yeah, <laughs> I just go to restaurant. I go to a lot of steakhouses. So. Yeah. <laughs> steakhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or the plain burger. I do the low carb burger a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, the steakhouses kill killed me. I'm like, what? What's your vegetable today? The and they're like, corn. I'm like, corn is not a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> corn is a grain. It is not meant to be digested. But you know, I, I'll make a deal and I'll, I'll get some broccoli or something. Usually, so it, it's all good. So, man, I, I'm super fascinated. I ordered some of your spices i've i've used the uh the costa seasoning i have it in front of me right now actually uh all natural and you know what i love these especially you know this is a version of what i make on my own with with uh, you know without me having to make it on my own which it, which is a, which is a deal and i love the peppery finish especially when it, you know i'm doing the outside of like a let's say a, a rib roast and uh you know and i like dusting it with some uh dry mustard at the end, but. The reason I got you on here today is I can do just about anything. You know, I can I can smoke a turkey breast. I can do a prime rib roast. I can do you know the beer can chicken. You know, I can make a steak. I, I I do very well at that. But in the end, I can't make a damn brisket. I screw up my brisket just about every time. And I will tell you this before we get into it. You know, I I, I brine a lot of my meats, and I have I've cut out the sugars to make it more NSNG, and nobody notices. Nobody cares. Right. Um, first off on your brisket, what grade of brisket are you buying? Uh, you know, I'll buy like the you know, the grade A USDA. Is it choice, select, or prime? Oh, you're killing me. I don't know for sure. Well, well I will tell you this, some of my brisket comes out of my backyard, and that's no joke.
1: Right. <laughs> Why do you have a cow back there? Or uh
0: we do. We uh we have butchered our own cows in the past and my wife's parents have a two hundred uh acre farm where we also get our meat from um well a, i would
1: assume that would be really good brisket because yeah. the cow's been fed properly and is mostly grass-fed yeah uh because when i buy briskets uh i was had trouble cooking briskets when i first doing them and I'm by by no means an expert, but might come out. I got mine down pretty good. They're yeah. consistent. Uh, I found this. Did you need a prime or a choice grade brisket? Okay. Um, Costco is now carrying prime grade briskets for the same price that Sam's Club has choice. They're uh, they're like two ninety something a pound, and I just did two of them this weekend for my barbecue, and they came out delicious. They were perfectly tender one of them was a slightly overcooked but nobody noticed. I noticed because I'm picky, but yeah. <laughs> it came out great. And uh all I did to it is I, you know, I put my rub on it. Now what God. which rub? Uh, I used the barbecue rub. Okay. But I have done them with the Costa seasoning. Um I smoke it. I was doing a little, I kind of power cook them. I like to get it a little hotter. I was smoking them around 300. Oh wow, okay. And then when I pulled it off, after about four hours, when it was around the 165 mark, I pulled it off, and I got some pink butcher paper, wrapped it up, and I stuck it back in the smoker for another three or four hours until the internal temp was around 195, 190. Now, did you keep it at 300? Yeah, it it went down a little bit, but after that point, most of meat had cooked, and I was actually wanting it to slow down because it was cooking faster than I needed for my party. So I wrapped it, and I stuck it up towards the top of the smoker, and it sat for another four hours. But I don't want to catch the time. I just try to temp it and guess how long it's going to take to cook, and it roughly takes about an hour a pound.
0: So now there's a thing called the Texas stall, correct? Right. So do you let it get past the stall before you wrap it? It's about the time it stalls I wrap it okay and, and, and in, but in I the- have
1: noticed either way, you can I've done it without wrapping it and the, the difference I've noticed is you get a harder bark on the stick on the brisket right and the wrapping just kind of changes the the texture of your bark because you can cook it you can just leave it and let it stall and it'll cook through mm-hmm and it doesn't really dry it out or anything. It just change like I think it just changes your bark. As long as your your meat is a good meat to start with, and uh, I have experimented with injections. You know, injecting yeah. with beef bouillon, wrap it with foil and or beef broth, and wrap it with foil and fill the foil with beef broth, and then close it up and smoke it. And um, I I don't know they they work okay, but I'm right now. I'm happiest I just put the rub on it and I use that pink butcher paper because you get like it still lets some smoke come through but you kind of get a a medium texture bark it's not real hard and it's not real soft like if you were wrap it in foil so it's like a happy medium
0: so that's funny you say that man because I did that recently I put a little liquid in it with the wrap and it came out you know, I didn't put very, even very much liquid, but it came out a little chewy. I even, you know, I put it in a cooler afterwards and wrapped it in a bunch of towels, like it said to do, and it seems like the fancier I get with this kind of stuff, the more I screw it up. You know, it, it seems like when I keep it to the basics, it comes out a lot better.
1: Right. Well, I was looking at it from um, Aaron Franklin's book. He does that pink wrap, and then I'd seen it in some other barbecue websites, and uh there's a little video where they did three briskets at a time. They did one foil, one paper and one plain and they could compare the barks. Mm-hmm. And I kind of figured that out just through through practice. But I you know, I find that too just keep it simple, smoke it, get a good piece of meat, you know, season it nice and then smoke it for uh, until it's done. And I tend to go by meat thermometers. I don't mm-hmm. care about time because I'm always trying to cook mine faster. <laughs> yeah, I don't the 225. I ain't got time for like 225, 250. Yeah. I because if you cook a brisket that low, it takes like 12 hours to
0: right. cook. Right, 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 right. I like to cook. Now, one thing I do like to cook slow, and I find it tastes better as a prime rib or like a standing rib roast. Uh, I I do like that a little slower, but you know, it's only got to get up to like one, you know, one fifteen, one eighteen, or whatever, and you you pull it off. So it doesn't right. take nearly as long as something you have to pull off at 195. Right. Right. Are you using a meat thermometer when you're when you're cooking? I am. So I have. Uh, what you. I know you like to cook in the big big green egg. I have a kamado Joe, which is basically the same thing. And I use. Uh, gosh, I wish I knew what it was called right now. I want to say pit bull, but I'm not really sure. But you know, I, I cook it into like the draft, or I hook it into like the draft, and I, there's another thermometer into the meat, and it regulates the temperature of the grill as well. So if it, the grill starts getting low, it starts blowing a little air into it. Right. And I love it. I mean, it saved me a lot of time. But you know, I have a I have a meat thermometer at the same time in the meat as well.
1: Yeah, I have one of those uh, barbecue gurus that uh, you know you put well, you put one on the clip mm-hmm. and you, you clip one to the thing and stick it in the meat and it's. I mean, I used it, but after a while, the the kamados keep such great heat and yeah. even I just cracked the just be sh- I just check it every once in a while, but. And once the vents are set, I mean, it'll it holds a temp. You really don't need to hook all that stuff up to it. I like to use it if I'm cooking overnight. Like if I have mm-hmm. to cook something and take it to work, or it has to be done in the morning, I'll cook it overnight in the and put the the fan on it. So that way I can kind of sleep. But I don't like doing over cooking overnight because I get too anxious and I don't sleep well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand, man. It's hard to just leave it and go to bed. You know, lots can yeah, happen. Do, is you're sleeping, you're thinking, "Oh, is it
1: burning? Is it something happened?" Because I did do that once. I did an overnight cook, and I let the vents open a little too much, and then as the charcoal cooked down, it got
0: more air going through it, and yeah. it burnt my brisket. <laughs> oh man, that's that's tough, <laughs> and that's like you know I can't stand mess- messing up a meal because. And I always cook for a large amount of people you know I got six kids and, and we always have people over so you know I'm cooking large you know <laughs> and yeah. by golly if I mess up a meal it's it's done I, I am done <laughs> but um, I, I will tell you this man I man, I love the brisket I never get it right like I'll, I'll do one and then sometimes my wife will do one in the crock pot now, listen to this deal in the crock pot with a jar of pickles. And it wow. absolutely reduces and renders, and it comes out tender and perfect about every time. Wow! Yeah, I mean that's so. so If you're ever in a pinch, that's the way to do it. But uh, I I prefer grilling because you can you know you don't have to mess with everything else. Everyone else is doing it in the kitchen. He goes, "Hey, I gotta watch the grill." Yeah, I'm outside <laughs> watching the grill. Hey, this is important. I gotta make sure dinner's good. Yes. <laughs> I gotta supervise the grill. I gotta absolutely supervise the grills. But I, I'll tell you this, you know, I, I love that system I'm using. Uh, that regulates temperature of the grill and the meat and, and my wife never gets me gifts. I'm like, just don't get me any. Don't get anything. Well I'm gonna get you something this Christmas. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. It ended up being one of those eye grill things, you know, where you can monitor temperatures on your on your iPhone and whatnot. I'm like, I love you, but I'm not gonna use it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got my I got my system down. I, I, I wish you wouldn't have got me anything. I feel bad, you know she got me that because it, it just reinforced i'm i'm really difficult to shop for <laughs> <laughs> i've seen those and i look like they might be okay but i like yeah. my
1: thermopin and i have the one i have the 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 stand one that you just plug it in mm-hmm. and he, it sits out there and the alarm goes off that's the way i is they do have this new one on that i saw that was pretty cool uh, they're raising money on Kickstarter And it's a probe and you just stick it in there There's no wires to it And what? that way you can stick it in the meat Close the lid and it syncs up to your iPhone Or whatever and I thought that was pretty cool Because you can leave it in You don't have the cables or the wires running with it You just stick it in the meat And it stays in there and it's heat. it can handle the heat And I thought well that one's
0: kind of cool But well, I Kirk, don't need that You, you know I, what they call that? Witchcraft Yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so man, uh, so let's summarize. Okay, so I, I I put the brisket on. I you know I rub it with, and you like the barbecue seasoning, right? You cook right. it about three hundred. You pull it at what temp now and wrap it? Around one sixty, 160, one sixty five when okay. it starts to
1: stall. Usually, kind of like after four hours of smoke. Mm hmm. Because so these be I there's like two things. If once it gets like one sixty, the meat starts to tighten up and it will hold more smoke. Or mm-hmm. four hours of smoke is all it can really handle.
0: All right. So. So then you wrap it in the pink paper, try to keep it at about the t- same temperature and get it up to what temperature then?
1: Uh, I let it cook again until it gets about one ninety, 190, one ninety five. You can go as up as two hundred. Mm-hmm. Like some parts of the brisket will be two hundred and like the fatter part will be one ninety five. And but that's usually where I pull it off and then I let it rest for like at least half an hour. Oh, sometimes wow. an hour. Just so- depends on how long it takes for <laughs> i guess show up or we eat dinner
0: now when you let it rest you just keep it in the wrap you don't mess with it you don't put it in a cooler you don't wrap it in towels or do anything crazy like that uh i've done that but last time i just i put it in a foil pan Mm -hmm. and i put foil over the top of it while it's still wrapped no i took the wrap off took the wrap off and then okay and and then you did it but you did no liquid though right no no added liquid i will never probably do that again it turned out way worse Well, I think when you
1: put the liquid in it and then you put it and then you wrap it in foil, you're kind of steaming it and it
0: turns out more like a roast. Right. It does like a barbecue piece of meat. Well, and the problem is it's got so much connective tissue, it just does not turn out right. No. And you you kind of want the, I I like the the moisture to cook off
1: of it. Yeah. I mean, I've seen them where they take, you know, slice it and then they save all that juice and pour it back over the meat, but then it. It tastes more like a roast, not mm-hmm. like a, a barbecued piece of beef that's what I want it to taste like
0: well, I'm gonna have to try it I'm gonna have to try it with the barbecue seasoning then, which means I'll be hitting up your website again <laughs> well the the
1: I've done it with the casa seasoning the last couple of times I've mm-hmm. done them and they come out really good and i I like it because then it has more of a well, it's kind of more like the Texas style, but mm-hmm. like I sometimes I like the Casa seasoning when I use it because you don't know what you're going to eat it with on leftovers, right? So it makes it a little more versatile.
0: But I, you know, I like it with the just the salt, the pepper, and the garlic because I think that really tastes great on beef. And those are my staples, man. And I, I mean, that's great. You put that in a, in a seasoning. I love the salt, pepper, and garlic. But for some reason, I am in love with the dry mustard on beef. The I mean, mustard not, powder. Yes, the dry mustard powder. I've mean, not tried that. You should, man. Especially like if you want to if you're going to do a sirloin. I mean, do that with, like, you know, maybe some uh, – even celery salt or kosher salt, some dry mustard, like a dusting of pepper. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's just a whole different deal. And that mustard is just – it's just the way it blends with the meat, man. Just try it.
1: Well, I have gotten some good gourmet mustards that I've been eating with, uh-huh. with so many meats that are really good. Um, I know a couple guys at the shows – do they do mustard? So we trade, and I get some, some good mustards out of it. So I, right, I have not tried using a dry mustard. I'll have to give that a try.
0: It's great, man, and you know I I like the olive oil too. I, I like putting olive oil on the meat, you know, and then rubbing it in, and then uh rubbing the the dry rub or whatever on there. But I mean, you're the expert, man. So you tell me if I'm screwing up. But
1: <laughs> no. I've kind of gone full circle on olive oil. I used to not like. I used to only use it on mm-hmm. smoked meats because I didn't want it to burn. And then I was using mustard and then now I've gone, now I've been going NSNG. I'm like, I ah, just use the olive oil because yeah. I don't know what the hell's in the mustard or. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I guess I, that's a really good point. Unless you're going like organic or the dry stuff. It's really, it's hard to tell, man. I mean, you can't even find a mayonnaise without any, uh, you know, any of the junk in it.
1: Right. And the, um, Oh, and what also I like to use, I get some infused olive oils, uh, which are really great especially like the I would get the green chili or the jalapeno. I put that on chicken and then put my green chili rub on it so it has like a little heat to it. And um, I like cooking with the infused oils cuz they have a really nice flavor and it's a good way to add some heat without overcome without overpowering the rest of your seasonings. And they use to complement them pretty well but
0: you know I actually just found some infused olive oil I bought for salads um in Branson, Missouri, this company called Dove Olive Oil, you look, you can look it up, but wh- where do you get yours from? Um, there's a couple of those olive oil stores
1: around town. Okay. There's one near my house that they have a green chili infused, and then they had a jalapeno, and then they had some nice balsamic vinegars. Mm-hmm. It's kind of expensive, but
0: it is it's brilliant. good. It's so good. Well, like, I, I got so, you know, Vanny's made me paranoid. Like, I, I, I bought the stuff and I'm like, I wouldn't use it until I looked it up on the website and saw what the ingredients were and, uh, you know, made sure there wasn't any like high fructose corn syrup or any sunflower oil or any of that stuff, you know, that's that's a no no in an SNG.
1: Yeah. Well, I looked at that, that list, that article that has all the olive oils. So I try to keep in mind oh, which yeah. ones
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I, I've not looked at that because I don't want to know, but uh, I guess I'm going to have to probably pony up and get some Villa Capelli at some point. Oh, well, there's one, of
1: the California Olive Ranch is good, and the one of the ones at Costco is okay. Is that
0: the Kirkland Organic?
1: The Kirkland, I think it's the orga- yeah, I think it's the Kirkland Organic It's supposed to be good. Okay. i have to look at the list again, but the... Um, yeah but that all that olive ranch the california olive
0: ranch one's pretty good okay.
1: I, I want to buy some villa capelli too but yeah i don't have enough cash on
0: hand to do well that. man you keep you keep putting your uh putting your product out there and uh and you just may and they mentioned you the other day on one of their podcasts actually i i, I was from a few days back oh oh because i sent them another yes.
1: batch of samples after the show yeah man yeah uh, i i i go through spurts where i listen to the show like i listen to it try and listen to the monday show but uh-huh. if i get busy at
0: work sometimes i don't get to listen
1: to all my podcasts <laughs>
0: well, that's kind of the way i'm doing too man and yeah i, I have a drive i do some driving here and there and I, I listen to a lot of it during there but uh yeah i and i think i was just on the memorial day saturday show so that was cool to be on that now i will assure you that uh both the Vinny show that I had on mine and the one I was on his, there's no echo anymore. We're, we're good. I got, I updated my equipment. <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, I don't, he didn't encourage me. He didn't say anything, but he, uh, I guess motivated me to do better. So we, it should be a lot clearer. You and I, so well, briskets well, I everywhere. I, will be saved. To
1: it, but I mean, you'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. But that's great, man. So, okay. So, I, I, I think I got the brisket straight now. What? So, is there anything else you would like to get off your chest?
1: On oh, my chest.
0: <laughs> or anything you'd like to promote? Or would you like to plug your website? Uh, well,
1: I have a website. I sell all of my sauces and rubs there. It's called com. And Albuquerque is spelled A L B U K I R K I R K Y. So, I put my name in the middle of my hometown. That is beautiful, by the way. And uh, all of our rubs are just natural salt and spices. There's no added gluten or anti-caking agents. They have a small amount of sugar, but it's nothing significant, right? Because uh, I don't want because sh- the sugars burn on the grill, mm-hmm. and I just want. And I use the sugar to kind of enhance the flavor and offset the bitter of the chili. But um, uh, yeah, we also have some barbecue sauces as well. Uh, that use our rich that use our rubs in them, and I try to include New Mexico chilies in my rubs. That's awesome. The the anchoero, the red chili, and the green chili all have chili in them. The casa seasoning actually doesn't have any chili. It's just something I use all the time, and I don't buy. Bo- I don't sell anything I wouldn't use myself.
0: So. Listen, man, I I use that stuff in my eggs. I put it on some fish the other night because it was too it was too rainy to grill outside. That stuff's great. I know. My I have a friend of mine who went to culinary school laughed at me. When I bottled it, he said, it's
1: just salt, pepper, and garlic.
0: Yeah. And I said, so? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's the base. It's the base of about everything, right? Right. Well, I
1: used to call it SPG for salt, pepper, garlic, and it didn't sell very well. But when I changed the name to Costa Seasoning, people started going, oh, what's that? Then they ask questions, then they try it. And then next thing you know, when they're coming back, they're buying like – a big bottle of casa and something else.
0: So well, it's like the mirapaa of dry seasoning. That's right. Yeah. I know. I know a culinary term. Yes, <laughs> but it. Yeah. So that's kind of how I came up with my
1: seasonings. I, you know, I, I don't. I try to keep them simple, and I try to make sure that, you know, what my seasonings do is they just enhance the flavor of your food. They don't really cover it up. I want it to complement it because, right. I've I've tried a lot of rubs that they either have something else in them that. They always taste the same no matter what meat you put them on. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I was trying to do when I did it. And I only just did this because I couldn't find anything in the store I liked when I started making this.
0: Right. Well, I mean, if you start looking at those ingredients, you know, even if it's the McCormick stuff, I mean, first three things on there are, are things I haven't heard of. You know, wheat, yeah. flour, or, or whatever. You know, stuff you know, that you and I, that are NSNG paranoid... Don't want to put in our bodies, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm not paranoid about it. I just think I it taste good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is, what it is. Man, listen, man, I I appreciate it. Do me a favor though, if you do the dry mustard, give me some feedback and let me know what you think. Oh, I'll
1: take some pics of it when I do it. I'll give it a try. And, Maybe uh, I'll throw it down on something and then hit it with some casa seasoning on top.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Perfect man and I will do the same I will uh, make a brisket here Hopefully in the next few weeks And I will take pictures I will send it to you I will put it on the Twitters and whatnot. <laughs> did you see that pic- I put a picture on Snapchat the other day of my brisket Yeah I did see it man That looked great I, I even saw the one where you bought it
1: Oh yeah because I was going around I'm trying to get a Snapchat and It's hard because you got to take is. pictures of everything And do it right there but yeah, I was out and I'm always trying to tell people, you know, the basics of your grilling or cooking, mm-hmm. buy a good piece of meat and get a meat thermometer yep. <laughs> and
0: cook it right and it'll taste better. Well, you're, you're absolutely you right, man.
1: Your seasonings.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and when I, I'm not, listen, I'm okay, cook. I'm not an expert, but I go basic uh, and, and you're right. Get to the right temperature and, and usually you can't go wrong, you know. Right, so I see you're going to have Adam. You're going to interview Adam Carolla this week. No, that was Adam Hunter. I wish I oh. I, I, uh, I I just actually did interview with Adam Hunter. No, I uh, I'm not cool enough for Adam Carolla. I don't think he knows who I am. So I maybe your someday.
1: You said you were interviewing Adam. Your Twitter said you're interviewing Adam Carolla. No, no, it
0: was Adam Hunter. Oh, okay. Adam Hunter. <laughs> he's he's actually one of my favorite comedians and uh, and uh, host of one of my favorite podcasts, MMA Roasted. But uh, I actually met him in St. Louis, I want to say last July, almost a year ago, and I actually just got done with the interview right before you. Oh, great. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I'll have uh, to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, man. It's It actually comes out tonight, and uh, this one should come up e- either next week or the week after. I'm trying to... Uh, Vinny actually gave me a good piece of advice, you know, get get some interviews, you know, get a queue going to interviews, and uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. He actually gave me that advice, really. Well,
1: he interviewed me, and it was like three weeks later before my podcast.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And yep. I, I was the same deal. Same with me. You know, I interviewed him, and it was like a month later I came on his, and I'm I'm sitting there telling everyone about it, and they're like, uh, you know, yeah, sure, you're gonna be, you're gonna <laughs> be <on> there, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's all good. But uh, no, man. Hey, listen, Kirk, man, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I hope we can talk again in the future. Well,
1: sure. It's great, to have, great to be on your podcast. Uh, I hope I was able to help you with your brisket. Well, we'll see. Um, I, I do have a blog post out there okay. on uh, when I cooked my brisket last year, wrapping it with the paper. So if you need some picks and some step-by-steps, it should be. It's out there.
0: Okay. Or I actually, if you know you got my number now, you can always just text me for tech support. <laughs> yeah, man, I can. But I, I actually have – I will put the Albuquerque, the blog, in my show notes so people can click on it and take a look.
1: Okay, sounds great.
0: All right, brother. Well, take care and thanks – so much for uh, being on the podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. All right, man. Anytime. Thank you. All right. All right, man. How cool is that? So I'm going to try that poc- or podcast. I'm going to try that brisket out, and I will let you all know, and uh, that'll do it. So to support the podcast, please visit AaronSaysWhat.com and click on the affiliate links. That is A-A-R-O-N-S-A-Y-S-W-H-A-T.com. And until next time, shalom.